If you feel yourself getting burnt out, if you feel yourself getting to a point where you're ready for something else and you don't think you can get it in your current opportunity, let us know. We want to retain our top talent. We want you to look for other opportunities within the organization. We retain an insane amount of our employees when a contract, and I think it's like 90% of the employees on the contract choose to stay with Noblis. So it's really awesome and really unique. Welcome to Security Cleared Jobs, Who's Hiring and How, the podcast for cleared professionals looking for new opportunities and career advice. We go behind the scenes with recruiters and hiring managers from leading cleared employers to uncover the information you need to make a smart career move. Get ready for insights from this week's guest and your hosts, Kathleen Smith and Rachel Bozeman. Hello, everyone. This is Kathleen, and thanks for joining us today. Hello to my dear friend, Rachel. How are you? I am doing fantastic and super excited that we're here with Taryn Lazroff, who is the lead intelligence recruiter. Ooh, I like that yes. title. With <laughs> Noblis, based out of none other than Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, I like the accent. You know, gotta throw a little Southern hospitality in there every once in a while. Absolutely. So speaking of Southern hospitality, we know that you are based in Reston, Virginia, but you're in Charleston, South Carolina, right? That is correct. Yeah, absolutely. I am a ways away from our headquarters. So tell us a little bit about your journey and your path with both Noblis and how in the heck did you end up in Charleston? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I actually, we actually just relocated to Charleston last year. So we're coming up on our one year. Um, I started out in Columbus, Ohio with a um, another company uh, 14 years ago. I started recruiting for cleared personnel and um, fell in love, worked up uh through the ranks there. And then when everything went fully remote, kind of COVID, the one nice thing that COVID gave us, um, my husband and I both went, went remote and we were able to relocate to where we always wanted to live down here in Charleston, right on the water. That sounds awesome. I, I know that a lot of people have been able to follow their dreams. Fortunately, I live where I dreamed I would always live. So I'm really happy so we're all in sort of a tough hiring market. This is the first time I've seen it being so tight as it is. How does being a nonprofit differentiate you from for-profit competitors seeking the same cleared talent? So when I was making the move, um, after being with one organization for 13 years, I needed to make the right decision um, where I went. And my biggest thing was looking for a company that's mission-focused. Um, that was really, really important to me. And that's a big part of what makes Noblis very different is they are not bottom-line driven, right? They are mission-focused. Um all profits that we make have to go back into the organization, has to go back into the research and into our people, which allows us to kind of change gears and, like I said, focus more on the important things. So that was hugely important to me. Obviously, you know, as is the case with a lot of nonprofits, our benefits are great. Going back to putting back into the organization, giving back to our people. Um, that's a huge selling point for me. It was it was a huge, you know, obviously when I came here, it was a huge factor. Um, but then also it just kind of gives off without huh, sounding too hokey. Um, 
a family feel. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just, it's less competitive. It's less harsh. It's, it's just more of that, um, that family tight knit group feel. So, um, all of those things I think make us really unique, especially in this industry. That's really great because I think that that's one thing that I've really enjoyed about being part of this community for so long is that we really do focus on the mission. That really does differentiate the professionals that you work alongside. And in talking to other Noblest employees, we've, we've heard the term you hire for the company, not for the contract. Can you just sort of explain a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that's a big part of Noblest and something that I think is really awesome and, and makes us very different. So when we interview individuals to come on our team, it's not just, we're not just interviewing for that specific contract. As a matter of fact, our interview questions that we do that our PMs and um, anybody taking part in the interview has to complete and fill out after the interview includes questions that align with our core values and that kind of thing. Because when we're hiring somebody, if we're bringing on top talent, we want to retain them and we want to to keep them at Noblest as long as possible. So that means we want to make sure that um, they have options. And, um, you know, so if if a contract were to end or if they were to feel burnout, they could go someplace else without within the organization. And we know that they are Noblest built. They are meant to be here because we interview and we hire, like I said, not just for a contract, but for the entire organization. I love it. And I love that you mentioned the retention because I know y'all do something really special when it comes to really retaining that employee base. And you call it, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's called talent mobility, um, where you're really looking to reduce that attrition for the company if there was a loss of contract or anything like that. So hopefully I got the title right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, One of my coworkers who's been with the organization for so long, she started this program and it's very... I don't know. I think it's super unique and awesome. My experience in in this industry is, you know, a lot of companies, if they lose a contract, whether it's to small business, the contract just ends, whatever it is, a lot of times those um, people on contract are either going to stay on that contract or they're going to look for other opportunities. But not many times can companies retain those individuals. And that's something that we're really great at at Noblest. And this program is a large part of that. It's um, The program itself just allows for all managers in Noblest to be able to reach out to any of the individuals who are now kind of of open to new opportunities, be it that their contract has ended or that maybe they're ready for something different. You know, we, I sell that hugely here. I'm like, if you feel yourself getting burnt out, if you feel yourself getting to a point where you're ready for something else and you don't think you can get it in your current opportunity, let us know. We want to retain our top talent. We want you to look for other opportunities within the organization. This program allows both managers to find these top talent that might be coming from a different program, and it allows our employees to have other options within our organization. So it's such a great, phenomenal program. We retain an insane amount of our employees when a contract, and I think it's like 90% of the employees on the contract choose to stay with Noblest. So it's really awesome and really unique. Really, really cool. Yeah, that's that's a really great concept because I know in talking to many of our customers over the years, 
Um, they've wanted to have some kind of mobility program. Yeah. They've wanted to be able to retain, but sometimes the structure or the the vision of the organization is really much more geared toward contract versus company. So I yep. think that that's really great. Well, now that you've inspired our listeners as to how fabulous Noblis is, what are some of the cleared contracts that you're recruiting for and where are they located? So most of our contracts are going to be located in the Northern Virginia and DC area. Um, we do have some work in Fort Gordon. We do have a, a pretty good presence in Bridgeport, West Virginia, as well as building a pretty large presence right now in um, Huntsville, which is booming. <laughs> yes, and, love Huntsville. Yeah, and I guess it's like a really great place too. Oh yeah, so, it's great. Um, we 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 uh, we do the now. National Cyber Summit job fair there every year. And yeah. uh, it's, uh, we've been, gosh, we've been doing that for six or seven years. And I always love going down, seeing how it's changed and yeah. how people love living there. But sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Love Huntsville. Absolutely. I have a lot of intelligence opportunities that I'm looking um, to have in the near future in that area. So I'm always looking for cyber intel analysts and stuff. And I, and I haven't had an issue with finding people who are willing to even relocate there because the area, it was just like voted like number one city to live in or something like that. <laughs> so we are, we're, we're growing there. Um, but like I said, huge presence in Northern Virginia and the DC area. I think that's probably where the bulk of our, um, of our cleared opportunities are. All right. So let's talk about the elephant in the room. And no, I didn't say elephant because we were talking about Alabama. No, it didn't happen. I'm from Louisiana. So we don't roll tight over here. <laughs> but <laughs> let, let, let's, not, let's not get into some Southern fights here. Come no. on. <laughs> yeah, no. You know how we, you know how we are. Uh, <laughs> I'm a Buckeye. I'm a Buckeye through and through. So. And that's where our podcast ended today. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> that's fair. So, that's a fair <laughs> Love it. Love it. Love it. Let, let's that's talk about dogs. Let's this. talk about dogs. Dogs are so much more fun. So much yes. more fun. But you know what also is fun is talking about remote opportunities. It's everyone's oh favorite topic. You know, we've got remote opportunities. So you've got a lot of positions that do require polygraph, which definitely poses yes. a challenge when you're talking about some of those remote options. So could you tell us what options are remote and are there hybrid remote, 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 or office or what you got? What's going on over there? Sure. This is the elephant in the room, right? Because uh, it's, it's, it's a big hurdle to overcome with candidates right now. Everybody wants remote. We have people that I talk to who are willing to give up clearances to go fully remote, which is absolutely insane um, to me. <laughs> As somebody who recruits people with clearances, I'm like, please do not do that. Um, the world is changing. You know, at Noblest, we are very flexible. We understand we have to adapt to it. Obviously, remote work is going to depend heavily on that clearance level and our customer you know what I mean? Our customer dictates where the work can be done. If you have to be on site, it has to be done on site. Like I said, though, we are adjusting. We have to. And we are making sure to go to our customers and say, hey, listen, could some of this work be done remote? And so allowing for some of that hybrid, it is possible. Now, I will tell you, outside of the um, polygraph 
positions. Um, we do have cleared opportunities that are fully remote right now. Um, I have, you know, some software developer roles, some advanced technology scientist roles that do allow for that fully remote um, opportunity. So it's not unheard of at all. Like you said, definitely depends on clearance. It's going to be tough anywhere to find poly level positions that allow you to work fully, you know, remote. I know things are changing, but it's like, you have that clearance. (laughs) You have to, you typically have to go in on site. There is, there is options on both sides, but it's just dictated by the customer really. So it's interesting you you brought up something that uh, we actually have been surveying. Clearjobs.net recently surveyed job seekers about their willingness to give up their clearance to work remotely or for a larger salary or for some other kind of enticement. And we were shocked and surprised that over 80% of that community was open to non-cleared opportunities. Do you have any experience with this kind of discussion with your candidates? And how do you handle that? I mean, it's tough. I have had that discussion several times. I just had one with a very cleared individual that I was hoping to bring on board. And, um, you know, she said that herself and many of her coworkers are very open to give up at least the polygraph part of their clearance to um, to go fully remote. She said, I have worked my entire life without windows. You know, I have been in a hole, basically. Yeah, I, she's like, I just, I want to be away from, I'm ready to be away from it. I, everybody that I know is now working home with their families are able to go to recitals. They're easier, you know, it's easier to go to doctor's appointments. I get that. And it's very hard to, to battle that, you know, what are you going to say? But it does typically, you have to be willing to take the cut and pay. You know what I mean? Like typically they have to be willing to take the, the cut and pay, which is, you know, usually pretty significant. Um, and like I said, it's just continuing to go back to the customers and saying, listen, the pool's getting smaller and smaller unless we find ways to adjust and be a little bit more flexible and figure out things that can be done um, remote so that we can we can keep these individuals from just being willing to give up their clearance. So you're hiring a lot of cyber intel folks that are transitioning out of the military and coming with many different skill sets. So I know that you've probably got some funny stories about some of the disconnects that exist between the language that um, happens in the civilian world and then the language that someone in the military might use. Could you make us giggle a little bit today and tell us one of those stories? <laughs> At my own expense. <laughs> sure. No, it's, I, I have never, um, I've never served myself. I, my father served, but that was a while ago. And, and um, I started out in this world kind of not understanding that the military had their completely own lingo and language. And so um, at the time I was recruiting mostly Oconus individuals, again, Oconus, a word that I had to learn what that meant. And an individual was referred to me very early on. And my manager said to me, came up to me and said, Taryn, John is interested in joining the team. He is currently in theater. Go ahead and reach out to him and see if you can get him on board. And I thought to myself, boom, I took theater at Ohio State. I'm going to have something in common with him. I am going to sell this so hard and rock it. And needless to say, humiliating, because that is not 
what she meant when she said John was in theater. <laughs> Life lesson. Oh, you poor thing. I know. Oh. It was so embarrassing. Oh. So I've had many of those instances, not always so embarrassing, but just learning that, you know, when somebody says something to you and it's in a totally different language, even just telling me their job title, even telling me their responsibilities. When I talk to people, um, something that I enjoy because I've learned from being in this industry so long is the difficulties in that transition to the civilian world because of this. And a lot of these individuals don't know any different, right? They just don't know any different. And they don't understand that the people reading their resumes might not have served. And even if they did serve, it may have been in a different branch and they don't understand this language. And what hurts them is that that, you know, recruiters who are very busy, hiring managers who are very busy might just push that to the side and move on to the next one. They're not going to take the time to, you know, research what it means and translate it. So my thing is I, I harp on it, you know, and it's, it depends on what position. If you're looking for an Intel analyst role, a lot of times you can get away with the lingo, but that's not the case, you know, if you're applying elsewhere. And so I, uh, I harp on that a lot. Please try to stay away from the military lingo. There are great services out there that can help you figure out how to translate it. Um, so that was a big lesson learned for me when I was working with these people. Another thing that I learned and again, helped me realize how difficult it is transitioning, you know, into the civilian world was I had an individual that I recruited that I'm still friends with. Um, he was coming on board fresh out of the military. And before he started, he reached out and asked a very fair, normal question. He said, what is the dress code like? And I said, because I am sarcastic, I said back to him, oh, you know, we're, it's, pretty, it's pretty close to black tie for the first two weeks. And then after we see how you do, we'll let you know if you can take it down a notch. And then I think I put something like, haha, we're pretty casual, just keep it professional or something. Well, he had no clue that I was joking. He had no idea. I mean, this poor kid thought he was going to have to get himself a tuxedo to come in to the oh, office. And luckily, can you poor imagine, thing. can you imagine? And luckily he knew somebody else that worked at the company. And so he reached out to them and they were like, Oh my gosh, no, like you're fine. You're it's pretty casual. And he, it, he waited months before he came to me and he was like, Taryn, I was petrified. I had no idea what you meant. And I was like, Oh my gosh. He's like, I was always told what to wear. I never had to figure out what to wear. I didn't know what that meant I didn't know what the norm yep. was. I'm like, lesson learned. Shame on me for trying to be silly. Like, he literally didn't know it was such an eye-opening experience on a lot of these people. They're told what to do, what position they're going to fill forever, what to wear. So it was really eye-opening and a learning experience for me. We have such great skilled talent in our military, yeah. and they do deserve to have these amazing opportunities. Yep. We've had a lot of discussions over our podcasts about SkillBridge program, and I know that Noblis participates in SkillBridge. So can you explain a little bit more about your participation, the opportunities that you have, and how our audience can learn more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So we part we actually partner with a nonprofit called Hiring Our Heroes and that organization helps the individuals as they um make their way through the process. So they help them with the application process and you know all that good stuff and then they're sent over to us. We do four cohorts a year um and and then you know we take it from there and do the interview process and everything like that. We haven't been doing it for a a, a 
super long time, but I know last year we were able to bring on five participants and all were hired um, full time. And, and, you know, we're obviously going to continue doing that moving forward. Um, we do have an, a veteran outreach lead. Um, his name is Rich McConnell. And any questions or anything that like that, I always just encourage people to reach out to him. He's a veteran himself and he loves what he does. And he's, you know, really passionate about the program. So we're really excited to be able to, to take part in it. Awesome. Another powerful tool is the referral, the power of the referral. And so we know that y'all have referrals. So can you talk about how referrals can work in a cleared job seeker's favor and about your $5,000 external (laughs) referral program? Yeah, absolutely. So referrals are gold for recruiters, right? I mean, we love them, right? Send them our way. If we don't have to dig and search and yes, send them all to us. So um, I always encourage individuals, you know, especially getting out of the military, build up your network, build up your network so that they can take advantage of being referred, right? You always want that foot in the door. It's huge. It's huge. It's huge. It's huge. Well, also, when you're building that network, know that you can refer those individuals to Noblis. And we do have an external referral program that, like you said, can pay up to $5,000. I mean, I just think that's so crazy because you're just sending somebody over. A, you're probably helping a friend, right? You've got a friend that's like looking for a new gig or transitioning, whatever it is. All you have to do is go on the Noblest website. We make it super easy to search. You can search our jobs by keyword. If you type in hashtag external referral, it'll bring up a whole list of all of the positions that are... um, they're all, they all qualify for it if they have a clearance TSSCI and above, and the amount varies based on clearance. But um, the positions that we put hashtag external referral on are the ones that we're looking to fill quickly. That means that if you refer somebody, they could get hired quickly and you're going to get paid that money quicker. So it's, it's such easy money. That's what I say. I'm like, man, you're helping out a friend. You're getting them in with a great organization into an amazing position and boom extra cash in your pocket to go on that trip that you were talking about for the summer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, given the way the airfare rates have been going up, you're, you're definitely going to be needing that. (laughs) Yes. They have really been going up. So how can our cleared job seekers get in touch with you? Absolutely. Well, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on there all the time, obviously, um, as most recruiters are. I try to um, post videos on there every once in a while. I used to do videos from a recruiter's point of view to help uh, those transitioning with some some basic information. Uh, but that's the best way. Connect with me on LinkedIn. That's also going to get you connected to, to my network as well. Um, I'm always happy uh, to answer any kind of emails. If they want to reach out to me, my, it's taryn.lazaroff at noblest.org. Um, reaching out to me. I'm always happy. Like I said, I always tell anybody that I, that I speak to, especially those transitioning that even if we can't get you on board here, I'm happy to help you with any, um, recruiting questions that they might have, but yeah, absolutely. I always encourage everybody to connect with me on LinkedIn. Well, that's it for us. Well, yay. I had so much fun. That was Taryn Lazroff with Noblis. And I really enjoy talking with her about the culture that she has at Noblis and how it is so different from other organizations that they really focus on the mission. I just enjoyed her energy and how much she loves working with Noblis. And Rachel, what about you? I I would agree. Her passion was just 
contagious and it was exciting and fun uh, to get to chat with her and learn a little bit more about the careers. But I really loved the talent mobility and the the thought and the proactive nature of really retaining that talent. 90% retention of talent is incredible, but especially in the market and the competitive market that we're in to have those kind of numbers and that that thought process is just incredible. So I thought that was something outside of the box and really, really neat that Noblis is doing. Awesome. So we're so happy that you've joined us this week. We hope that you will join us each week to be able to do that. Please subscribe and also maybe consider rating and reviewing us on your favorite podcasting platform. Take care and bye for now. Bye.